0: to First Church Charlotte. Greetings everyone, Pastor Nathan here, it is as always an honor to spend a few moments with you in the middle of your week, talking about biblical principles and God-given scripture. This is Thanksgiving week here in uh, the United States, and I hope all of you are uh, pursuing uh, delicious food, good friends, wonderful family. Uh, It is, is in many ways, just a a wonderful week uh, that we make an effort uh, as a nation uh, to live lives of thanksgiving. Now, at, honestly, we tend to take this for granted. It's just Thanksgiving. It's part of the holidays. But if you back away from it a little bit and you remind yourself, the whole country <clears throat> has agreed to try to take this time and be thankful for good things. Uh, all across America, families are sitting down together, and they're they're being thankful together. They're sharing memories together. This is this is kind of a kind of an astonishing thing you wouldn't think you could get the whole country degree on anything. At least it's been my experience that that is highly improbable. And yet here we are, uh, all of us taking this time uh, in the fall of the year to intentionally be thankful uh, for the good things that are in our life. I find that remarkable. Let me ask you this question. What if, what if every day was Thanksgiving Day? Now, uh, the first problem with that is <laughs> um, we all would have serious weight gain problems because we eat so much on Thanksgiving, at least I do. And <laughs> that could be a problem. So let's just kind of skip that part. Um, and let's just ask ourselves this question. What if we lived our life where every day was a day of intentional gratitude? Every day was a day of counting our blessings, Every day was a day of, in some way, connecting with people we care about, reconnecting with people we drifted away from. What if, and yes, this is a little bit of a Pollyanna, you know, what if type uh, question, but what if we lived our lives built, founded, established upon true gratitude? How would that how would that change us? Well, the first thing that would happen in your life if you took seriously this effort is rather than just counting blessings on Thanksgiving Day, every day of your life, you would take it as your duty, your opportunity, your, 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 your blessing to live your life in a manner where you count up the many good things that have been given to you, the many blessings that have been imparted to you. Uh, You would count your blessings regularly, not just on a holiday season or in a special event, say. It would be who you were to count your blessings. Now, this is what's I believe profound about that is, yes, you would still have disappointments, but they would lose their power over you because your focus would not be upon your disappointments. Your focus would be upon the many, many blessings you've counted. You would still have um, setbacks. You would still have struggles, but they would lose their power over you because your focus would be on the many, many good things that God has done uh, for you. So to live this way, to live with real gratitude as a core value in your life, it would take the attention off of what you didn't get and remind you of what you had. Uh, This This would be, this would be amazing. The second thing that would happen if you lived your life as though every day were Thanksgiving is you would rediscover the joy of small things. That isn't to say that we don't enjoy great things when they happen. That isn't to say that uh, the big win isn't amazing and fun and great. We all like it. It is to say that our lives are not primarily organized, founded, established upon big things, but rather they are established on the many small things. And if you were to live your life as though every day were Thanksgiving Day, you would rediscover the joy of small things, joy in the food that you're eating. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Joy in the company that you keep, the friends you have, the... uh, The peace and thankfulness that can come from a nature walk or listening to music that touches your soul. These are individually small, even insignificant things. We, yes, usually take them for granted. But if you were to live your life as though your daily bread was to be uh, thankful, your daily choice was gratitude, you would rediscover the joy of these these small things, and you would become like a child, able to find joy in the smallest of things, able to receive a sense of wonder from the simplest things. The third thing that would happen to us if we chose to live our life as though every day were Thanksgiving Day and not just, you know, the holiday. The third thing would happen is that we would would live our life as though we were surrounded by miracles. Because whether or not we have eyes to see, the truth is, the fact that we are here at all is a miracle. The fact that the world as God created it is so fitly uh, designed and engineered to suit us is a miracle. The fact that our minds are able to perceive the world around us, the love within us, the blessings upon us, and a sense of eternity. This is a miracle. If we were to live every day as though it were Thanksgiving Day, we would rediscover that childlike sense and appreciation for miracles in our life. Every day, we would see the miracle of what God had given to us, and gratitude would flow out of us like a mighty river. Now, uh, let's get real here for a moment. Living this way isn't easy. It isn't necessarily in our nature to live this way. It is in our nature to want more than we have, to want to experience that which we cannot, to want to possess that which we do not have. It is in our um, our the nature of our greedy souls to dismiss anything we've already been given, uh, and to lust for whatever we have not yet been uh, given, we have a profound "grass is greener on the other side" um, delusion, shall we say? Because the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where it is cared for and fertilized. That's where. <laughs> that's where the grass is greener. Now you can care for it and fertilize it on your side of the fence, or you can care for it and fertilize it on the other side of the fence. Uh, but where? Wherever it gets care, that's where the grass is greener. It's not of an easy decision. It's not a natural thing for us to live with deep gratitude in our life. But I I want you to know this to the people who work toward that, not that they achieve it all in a moment or decision, but as a daily path they make a value, a deep value decision to live that way. Uh, there's a few things that happen to them. Now, uh, really, they're seeing uh, what God has given. They're counting their blessings. They're finding joy in small things. And um, thirdly, they are perceiving the miracles that surround us all. Now, what's the result of that in their life? How would that change them? Well, you probably could come up with your own list, but this is my uh, back of the envelope list. The first thing that would happen to these individuals is their stress would go down substantially. Now, I don't know if that's a good enough reason to motivate you to live life, a life of gratitude, but I deeply believe living this way would cause your stress, my stress to go down dramatically. The second thing I think would happen is that our ability to both receive and to give love would go up substantially. The third thing that I think that would happen that I just you know, without trying to be too philosophical, just applying practical um, thoughts and ideas to it is I think the amount of negative emotions that we experience in our life would go down substantially. Now, the next thing that happened is I think the sense of optimism in our life would go up substantially. Uh, Here's another thing that we may not be quick to uh, think about. The level of your creative energy would go up substantially. I believe that worry, ingratitude, uh, negative emotions are creativity killers. And I think most of us could be much more creative, much more innovative, um, live more meaningful lives. But the negative saps us and we fall into this delusion that we can't control it. Well, Okay, maybe we can't control it control's a big word, but we can definitely influence it and we could we could see a tremendous rise in our sense of creativity our creative energy just by uh, living lives of uh, sincere uh, gratitude. Number six, I think our capacity <clears throat> for kindness. <laughs> Would go up substantially. I think a lot of times we're we're grumpy just because we aren't disciplining our our minds and counting our blessings and seeing the miracles around us, and so we're grumpy and we kind of you know flounce around and we frump around and you get the idea, uh, all because we 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 will not invest in the the spiritual discipline and uh, work of living lives of spiritual gratitude. I believe our capacity for kindness would go up substantially uh, if we could change the way we live and live our lives as though Thanksgiving were a way of being, not just a holiday in the fall. And then number seven, I think, I th- well, let me let me just review here. The first thing, I think our stress would go down. I think our ability to re- receive and give love would go up. I think our struggle with negative emotions would go down. I think our sim- sense of optimism would go up. I think our creative energy would go up. I think our capacity for kindness would go up. <clears throat> and number seven most importantly, people might actually start thinking we're Christians. <laughs> well, that's a fun one. Yeah, I know. Uh, the truth is, what did we start with doing? Living our lives as though Thanksgiving were a way of being, a manner of living, a style of being in the world rather than just a holiday in the fall. And so we count our blessings. We find joy in small things. And uh, lastly, uh, we see the miracles that surround us. It has all of these effects. I'm lame to six of them that are practical about living. And then number seven, people might actually start thinking uh, we are a Christian. That would be a good thing. Yes, I think it would. Uh, let me tell you a, a testimony that was given by uh, retired United States Marine Corps General uh, Charles Krulik, uh, he gave a speech at a at a leadership prayer breakfast, um, and he told how he became a believer. and I read this story. It. It, man, it moved me. And this, this of, it's a testimony of, of how he, this unbeliever, uh, came to have, uh, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He says that when he was a young second l- lieutenant, uh, in Naval Academy, um, he, he had, made a friend who was another a young officer um in the marine corps and they had gone to uh, naval academy together and uh they were put together in in a room and uh that they shared that room together and the result of that was finishing the you know naval academy living together you have an unbeliever exposed to the faith of a believer. Uh, you have someone who is not a Christian being witnessed to by someone who is a Christian. And uh, his friend's name was uh, John Listerman. And they both in 1965 deployed together to uh, the war in Vietnam. And their war, at least John Listerman, his war only lasted one day because on the first day they were ambushed. And the individual giving the testimony, giving, telling the story, uh, General uh, Krulik, is telling the story of his good friend, uh, John Listerman. And he says this, we were on patrol moving down a trail through the jungle. We came around a corner in that trail and we ran into an ambush. John took the first round, a fifty caliber round, right in his kneecap. And as his kneecap burst, the crack was so so loud it sounded like a mortar exploded. It threw him up in the air and as he was dropping, the second round hit him right below the heart and exited out his side. I was wounded also, but nowhere near as badly. I saw John about 30 meters away on his back, his leg blown off. I crawled up to him and I, I wanted to ask, are you okay? Can I do anything? But before I could do that, his head turned to me and he said, how are you doing, Chucker? That was his nickname for, uh, for J- uh, Charles uh, Krulak. He said, how are you doing, Chucker? Are you okay? I said, yes, John, I'm okay. He said, are my men safe? I said, John, your people are okay. At that point, he turned his head and looked to the sky and repeated over and over, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for caring for my people. Thank you for caring for me. And General Charles Krulak said, he personally was dumbfounded. He knelt by his friend with his shattered body. And he listened to his friend, thank God for protecting the men under his command. And he said, I was dumbfounded that someone could live this way with such complete trust in God. And he tells the testimony of he decided in that moment that he was going to become a Christian. And he did. The most powerful witness that any of us have is the life we live. We all have a doctrine. I hope you care about your doctrine. Truth matters, but let me break it to you. Very few people in your world care care about your doctrine. You wish they did, they don't. But your testimony of living a life of real gratitude and thanksgiving can resound through the hearts of everyone that you are exposed to. Your personal witness and testimony can change your world. In fact, that's exactly how the Bible shows us we should live our life. Gratitude, a sense of thankfulness for the care of the Lord upon us, seeing the miracles that surround us, counting our blessings, living with a sense of wonder at what God has done, maybe, the most powerful witness that any of us, any of us have. And so this year, I resolve not to just let this holiday be uh, a day of, you know, good things. I, I, I resolve to see Thanksgiving as a way of being, a manner of living and walking in this world. And not just for my internal well being, but for the power of a testimony that it lives that lives uh, in my world, that shines like a light in my world. And I also know that by doing so I'll bless myself, I'll bless my family, I'll bless my children. Somebody somewhere might actually think I'm a Christian. I love you, have a great week. Uh, there are notes for parents to teach children this week. Please do this, this is a biblical part of pleasing God you need to be teaching your children. I've done some notes for you this week. We're talking about how we confess to our children, uh, how we can learn from them to become better spiritual uh, people. And we use some of scriptures on that. The Bible teaches this. We need to become as little children. Um, It's It's worth the time. God bless you, we love you. Lord, I pray you would be with us all. Many of us are traveling. Many of us are seeing family and friends. First, I ask for safety in our travels. Keep us, Lord Jesus. Secondly, I ask for influence with friends and family. That we would not simply bring our own set of opinions and uh, sureties, but that we would bring blessing to them. We wouldn't just, you know, debate what's going on in pop culture, but we would speak grace to them. Let your love flow out of us to influence others. In Jesus' name, we pray. Bring us back again that we might be joined together with hope spiritual confidence to do your work and fulfill your kingdom in jesus name we pray amen god bless you we love you have a great week. thank you for listening to first church charlotte if this podcast has blessed you please rate it with four or five stars by doing so you'll help others find our free podcast Thank you.